1: Hello everyone, welcome to the Shaper Work Podcast. And for today's episode, we have Shantanu Karnik with us. Uh, Shantanu is the human resource manager at Quest. A uh, very warm welcome to the podcast, Shantanu. How are you doing?
0: Hi, hi, Shuka. Very nice. Thank you for having me here.
1: Um, uh, looking forward to this. Same here, likewise. Uh, so, Shantanu, uh, before you know we jump into our conversation, let's set some context for our listeners. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and what is it that you do?
0: All right. Um, So I come from a Maharashtra family. I'm settled in Goa, um, which a lot of people might uh, feel jealous about after (laughs) hearing that. Um, I am a law graduate. So I've done my BALLB post my 12th. I did my five years of law. And uh, after I finished my law, I decided that I'd not want to practice i want to go into the corporate world which is why i did my mba and i did my mba in hr from bharati vidyapeeth university um many of many asked me that why i chose to do mba um, after doing law specifically in hr is because i strongly feel that uh, hr and law go hand in hand a lot of policies a lot of formulations a lot, a lot of legal interpretation is required uh, in the human resources field and which is why i felt that uh, It would go in sync, and um, I chose uh, MBA HR as my specialization. Um, Following which, I worked in Amazon for two years, handling, um, I had a team of uh, around 30-35 people. Uh, I used to handle operations and a bit of HR, and I worked in Amazon from June 2019 till August 2021, uh, post which I got uh, an opportunity to work as a human resources manager at Quest, where I am currently working. And, um, yeah, that's a brief about my journey
1: so far. Uh, That's lovely. I mean, I have not seen a lot of people switching from law to MBA, honestly. And I think it's a very smart decision because, uh, as you said, right, law requires a lot of, uh, I mean, HR requires a lot of these kind of things. So thank you for sharing that. And, you know, uh, in the past two years during the pandemic, a lot has changed. Uh, So, you know, and as we navigate through this newly defined workspace, which of course holds endless opportunities for the HR functions as well. So what are some of the top trends that, you've, that you're most excited about and how do you plan to incorporate them in the organization?
0: I think something that um, these past two years have taught us and uh, is to be very humble and accepting about the changes that take place. Um, yeah, um, We've got the opportunity of, you know, functioning Uh, on both mediums that is from office and from your hybrid that is to from working from home Uh, many thought that it might not be possible working from home but these two years have shown us completely different Um, so when it comes to these trends I think firstly I'm really enjoying as part of me enjoying the part where I work from office I think specifically where um, the trend of getting everyone back to office making that into a big celebration Um, is something that I am definitely uh, forward with. Um, And apart from that, being very flexible in terms of your policy makings, we have to right now keep in mind uh, what like a hybrid model or, you know, make those changes, accommodate for every aspect in your life as a new challenge. I think that is something that I like to uh, see and, you know, go with.
1: All right. That's lovely. So uh, that being said, I mean, I just wanted to understand because when somebody asks me, what do you like more hybrid or working in the office or working from home? I get a little confused because of course, working from home comes with a lot of, you know, benefits. But then uh, at the back of my mind, I also miss the connection that we generally make when we are within the office. So if somebody asks you, what would you pick? Like, just wanted to understand on your personal opinion.
0: Work from office, hands down, work from office. Personally and professionally, personally, I am the kind of person who's always been very socially active. I'm the kind of person who always likes to interact with people, meet a lot of new people, um, you know, have fun games and be around people. And which is why I have always wanted to work in office rather than as opposed to you know working from home. Professionally, again, I feel that um, all of us in one space. Um, uh, to to you know brush off ideas amongst each other to have certain discussions to not know from a calendar when you'll be available or mm-hmm. waiting for someone to respond and yeah. which is why I feel that for professionally and personally I would definitely vote for work from office
1: lovely lovely all right uh, so uh, that being said I mean uh, it obviously I mean it pushed us to adopt to a lot of technological changes I mean the pandemic uh, and given the rapid pace of digital transformation, HR technology will have a significant impact on how we operate. So uh, according to you, what are some roadblocks and uh, how can business executives make the most of HR tech?
0: I think um, technology keeps advancing and um, uh, to be very honest, if, if I have to quote an example of Springworks itself, right? Um, yeah. there are new initiatives that are taken again and again. Like I've I've had the at least three calls with different product managers of SpringWorks, discussing and learning new things about uh, various other pro- uh, aspects and products that you all have to offer. Uh, so while these technologies are definitely um good thing for organizations, one thing that one major roadblock that I see is that the human nature also kind of changes. Uh, yeah. once we become accustomed and adjust to something in particular, if we use it frequently, we might get tend to get bored of it and you might need something new um so while our mindset might change faster than the technological uh, aspect and know-how of coping up and meeting up with that that i feel is the major roadblock uh that i would see is that because and you have let's say that i have 50 people in my organization right now right all Mm the 50 have to happen to have different backgrounds different ways of thinking different wants and requirements and um Probably it might not be completely possible uh, from a technological standpoint to have all 50 on the same place and you yeah. know uh, cope up with all 50's requirements and wants. And I think that is one of the roadblocks that I see. Uh, and yeah. Uh,
1: even I feel that technology can be an enabler, but then there has to be some kind of human touch involved because not every person in the organization is exactly the same. It might work for somebody, it might not work for some people. And this brings us to our very uh, most discussed topic that is the Great Resignation. And there has been a lot of conversation around it and how the country is dealing with it. And I recently read somewhere that employee retention and positive work culture are critical to maintaining business growth and profitability in the new normal. So what is Quest doing differently in this regard? Uh,
0: so we, we definitely... So, so the reason that I was hired uh, at Quest um, was with the idea of building a culture uh, that is a very employee-centric culture. We don't want our organization to be like a yes boss or a yes ma'am culture. We want people to have their own freedom, their own ownership, and in the same way, we show a lot of trust in them. Um, so how do we make an extremely cultural, uh, culturally incentric and an employee-centric uh, company was um, what was our vision and idea. Um, that being said, I think understanding what your employee really wants. Some a quote that I really, really go by, and uh, something that I keep telling uh, my fellow colleagues is that you know while you are out there doing your respective jobs, handling your respective domains of tech, product, marketing, content, uh, while you are handling our external customers, it is my responsibility to make sure that my internal customers are well taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, and small initiatives of um, you know making someone. Uh, feel nice about an accomplishment just by going and saying thank you, just by going and appreciating someone's performance, uh, by throwing a, uh, throw, you know, having a massive celebration if we have a big milestone, uh, taking the team out for lunch or dinner or for a celebration. Um, uh, I would like to quote two very important things that we've done in our entire journey which has got everyone captivated. The first thing is that we had a discussion internally where uh, we all wanted snacks in office. And, mm-hmm. um, I think you must have seen the post as well. So we wanted snacks in office yeah. and, um, and, uh, so we got all got ideas and, uh, you know, so everyone said chart and Pani Puri. So I said that, okay, I was going through Swiggy and, you know, trying to place an order for it. Then I thought of oh, why not doing something very different. Then I went down, I saw a Pani Puri guy opposite my office. I got the entire Pani Puri guy with his telar to office saying that instead mm-hmm. of me ordering from you, let's. Is get the Pani Puri guy on top and make sure everyone has Pani Puri in office. So that was something that was a very big hit. And uh, it was really appreciated by everyone. Um, second thing that we recently did was um, like Harry Potter movies, how you have four houses. We we've yeah. kind of built four houses in quest. Uh, the entire idea uh, around that and the reason why we incorporated that was to build the bond and the connection between the teams. While the tech team might be close to each other, the product team might be close to each other, we wanted to increase uh, inter-departmental communication and growth. So So the entire agenda was that the people who communicate the least in office amongst each other would be paired in one particular team. And then we had various um, activities that were spread out. So the first activity within the team was to choose your captain, to choose a logo, to choose a brand name. The second week activity, we had table tennis competition. We had uh, food tasting competition. We had a Pani Puri challenge. And this week, we have fashion show. We have dance and all of this. So this is kind of uh, you're fighting for your team. You're interacting with your other uh, colleagues as well. And it's kind of keeping everyone engaged and entertained.
1: Totally agree. I mean, this is exactly what I was trying to say when I said that I am a little confused between picking between picking up a work from home situation or work from the office because uh, these are the things if you're working remotely. These are the things that you would rarely do when you're on your company offsite or when you meet your co- colleagues um, like on an offline uh, get together. But apart from that, it, it becomes really hard to connect, and especially when you're trying to work async, uh, it is a challenge. that's why I think a lot of tech tools come in handy but then again uh, i feel that this is something that is missing uh, from the remote working situation
0: definitely definitely and, and this is a challenge that i have also faced this is a challenge that um, very recent and i think everyone faces that and um, this is a challenge that i uh, i had the opportunity of listening to the cultural the vp the cultural officer of um, wipro um, mm. um, i had gone for this hr conference and uh, she said the same thing being that you know it's just very difficult to match the energy or the responsibility that we do while we're in office to as opposed to people who are working from home. And I too have faced that problem and a challenge, you know, or how do I make or probably I have a list of activities that I can do with uh, remote uh, folks, right? But then what next? How do I keep them engaged? How do I do some, <laughs> something more differently? It's very easy for me to just walk out of my chair go and gather everyone in office and you know play an activity but then at the same time it involves a lot of thinking to do something for the virtual folks but yeah i completely understand what you're saying
1: of course i mean coming up with the idea is the most difficult thing and the most pressure comes when you want to uh, do something out of the box and not just uh, distribute some snacks or some you know uh very uh stereotypical things that you generally would do uh, uh, and of course, I mean, no matter how big or small you're doing, it definitely creates an impact on your employee. And I, I I read it somewhere that treat your employees the way you want them to treat your customers. So I think whatever you said okay. right now, it sums up the entire thing. Uh, so, now, uh, so now the expectations have totally been changed. So what do you see uh, as the biggest change in expectations? What are employees, consciously or not, demanding to see in their jobs these days? Sure. Uh, Alright. Uh, so Shantanu, what do you see as the biggest change in expectations and what are employees, consciously or not, demanding to see in their jobs these days?
0: Um, that's a very good question, actually. The most important thing I think right now that um, everyone is expecting or sees is the flexibility to choose between working from home and working from office. Um that is something that everyone really, really needs to know and understand. And second, majorly is that the trust that the organization has is that the ownership or the um, the the ownership or the freedom that you get to take your own decisions mm-hmm. um, is something that is also very extremely important, right? Uh, having faith in your product um, and the entire company as a whole. Is very, very important. And I feel that all of these things is something that a startup culture is able to give you. Uh, and I've also seen a big move from a lot of people from MNCs trying to switch and move over to uh, startups. Um, and this is primarily what is expected from a company to an employee or a candidate who's seeking out uh, an offer.
1: Right, right. Totally makes sense. And I think this has now become a non-negotiable having flexibility in the hands of uh, the employees. Uh, And it has also become a major selling point for businesses today. And the most important thing is how the organization communicates and shares it with their employees and how do they set the expectations, right? So can you explain how to set up a flexible model for current and as well as prospective employees? Uh, and how to communicate it as well?
0: Uh, So firstly, to set up any kind of um, policy, procedure, or any kind of change in your workplace, um, you need to first understand what is the pulse of your employees, what is actually the requirement. Um, While we can give a lot of focus on uh, employees as well, at the same time, we have to give a certain amount of um, look into the productivity and how we want our company what direction we want that to go in so try to figure out and balance amongst these two uh, that being said i think um, once we have the freedom and the ownership towards a particular employee um, you know in terms of being a high heart so so I, this was something that was quoted to be my by my boss saying mm-hmm. that you know it is completely as per how we see Um, you know, one perform and carry out his roles and responsibilities, right? So he keeps giving this example is that if I have one particular employee who comes in at 9 o'clock and leaves at 6 o'clock and is able to do five things as opposed to someone who comes in at 2 o'clock and leaves at 7 o'clock but does 10 things, okay? So definitely, uh, you know, we we would not have a problem being that flexible in terms of our work timings or in, uh, you know, in, in, with respect to our uh, hybrid model, as long as we are able to see that output that is there. Uh, from a personal and a professional standpoint, if you ask me, I think we always should have trust in our employees, give them that opportunity and freedom to choose between what they are comfortable with, uh, whether it is working from home or working from office, set proper expectations, set proper deliverables, uh, ensure that those are met, If at all they are being met on a regular basis without any call-outs, then definitely why not continue uh, letting that particular employee be in their space. But if at all they are not being met, and if we are having certain challenges in terms of communication, in terms of performance, then we take the other out and uh, get them back to office. But here, what happens is that we are first giving them an opportunity and giving them a chance of uh, being in their own zone, Mm -hmm. um, being comfortable in their own space and i think that is something that is very very important in everything that any decision that we take or we have to do
1: of course i mean i even i totally agree in springworks as well recently we uh, i mean we no more log in our uh, like i mean there's no logging time we don't clock in our times and clock out so it's totally flexible what we are trying to do here is that you have so many i mean if you know what you're supposed to do you you do your work at your own time trying to work async so I think this gives a lot of breathing space to your employees and uh, then they feel valued and responsible and they take up more accountability for their work. So anyway, it's also increasing the ownership that they have over their work. So it's a definitely a plus. I mean,
0: yes, yes.
1: Uh all right, so I think this brings us to our end, to the end of our conversation, and it was lovely talking to you today. And I'm really uh, glad that we did this, and I'm sure that our listeners would definitely derive value from your perspective. Thanks a lot for joining in.
0: Thank you so much, Ishika, for giving me this opportunity, and um, again, to be not not to sound extremely modest, but um, I am very very new to this HR professional, and I I, I hope uh, I you know I'm able to provide some value. And um, I am trying to change the perception of people, how they perceive an HR. That's my tagline that I'm trying to aim for and achieve. So I hope to accomplish that soon enough.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. And it was lovely chatting with you. And in case our listeners would want to connect with you personally, what would be the best option over LinkedIn? Or you can drop in your email, uh, whatever is comfortable for you.
0: I think think, uh, LinkedIn works fine. LinkedIn is definitely out there. If at all someone wants to connect, post that, I can share my number or my email ID. But yeah.
1: Yes. All right, then. Perfect. Uh, Thanks a lot again for joining in.